Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all. I'm like, why is Pickle going through all my old Facebook photos to, and he's he's like cropping them and sending them to me in Instagram DMs. (laughs) And then I realized if you weren't um, privy to this, uh, I don't know if you wandered around at all at Blade Show last year. And if you were there, you saw little black and white photograph stickers of Pickle's face that were distributed by Justin Miller of Florida Man Forge. They were everywhere. And (laughs) it was like a practical (laughs) joke. And so now Pickles, like, he's got his whole thing going on, and he wants to make shirts with people's faces on them, and he's using, like, some of my my photos of me when I was a kid. So that's pretty funny. (laughs) Especially with me like holding a football, which is like the weirdest. He's like five years old. I am. I'm like five years old holding a freaking football. It's the classic like glamour shot that everybody got back in the seventies. At Walmart. Yeah, some Walmart thing or whatever. Anyway, you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Business in the workshop, and you too can be an elite member of the Work For It podcast. If you go to patreon.com forward slash work for it, the benefits far outweigh the money. Let me just explain this to you for a minute. You guys know Ryan over at Gnome Hammer Forge. He has stopped, stopped making custom one-off hammers. You can't get one anymore. His website is shut down. He went into full production mode. After we launched the work for it of house-made Gnome Hammer collab hammer that sold out in like seven hours, only seven or ten of those went to the public. The remainder of them, the first crack at it, you had to be a patron. And it's $10.80 a year. I've gotten a cup of coffee at Starbucks that costs more than that. So $10.80 a year, you join up and you get first crack at these hammers. I know there's a lot of you that are listening that are not patrons, and I get that. You don't have to be. But this show is commercial free because of all of the other folks who do pay. So that is an important component of what we're doing here. So, And also you get the after show. So you get all these little benefits of being a patron. It's really important. And we had a bunch of people sign up uh, for the patron side of things when we did that last hammer drop. And there is another hammer drop coming. So Ryan nice. is just finishing up the the last 50 of those cross beans. And then we're going to do another 50 of something else. So if you want one, you know what you got to do, right? You got to get involved in the patron side. And that's, again, keeps us commercial free. And also we have sponsors, which we'll talk about later in the show. We survived Thanksgiving, okay? Just barely. I got through with the skin of my teeth. I'm telling you what. I The holidays is a really a weird time for me um, because we're a retail business. It's a very busy time. I still have to work. We had family in town. You have to balance all of these things. And I had a blast. I had a great time uh, visiting with my family and seeing everyone. But then I was ready and raring to get back to work so that I could do what I need to do to feed my family and support my business and support the people that work with us. And Housemate has become kind of this 
central area where people are now coming to collab on different things. In the next couple of days, you're going to see a couple of new products drop on our website that were sole collabs that we did. One with Austin Saunders of the Making Our Way podcast and also of High Caliber Craftsman. I have 20, 20 scribes that he and I collaborated on. They're brass scribes with his logo, my logo. There's 20 of them. That's it. And those will be on the website very soon. Bobby over at Reaper Metalworks, he's making those little hammer keychains. We've got those with our logo on them as well. So if you're looking for little stocking stuff or things that you want to purchase for somebody special in the maker community or for yourself, make sure you check out my website, housemade.us and get in on, there's a whole page now for collabs. So we're just doing anything that we're doing with other makers where we've gotten involved with their work. We're buying them from them in bulk and then reselling them. So they'll come from us. So anyway, we appreciate that work that you all are doing very soon. All of this will be over. You won't have to sit around at awkward family gatherings and chill with your families and whatever else. Just remember, take some time, get to know somebody that you don't really get to know that often, or find an older family member, ask them questions about their lives. You know, this is, this is how I get through these, these, uh, these gatherings. And uh, some might hear my words and go, Brian, you're being an ungrateful little brat. You're entitled and you, all of these things. Yes, that is partially true. But at the same time, I really, truly know that some of you struggle with the social aspect of the holidays and the pressure that comes along with it. This is why we see higher suicide rates during the holidays, because there's one of two reasons, one of which they have the pressure of the holiday. They have to visit with people maybe they're not so comfortable with or they don't have anyone to celebrate with. These are the two major factors that play a role in mental health during this time. So when you hear my words, just understand that sometimes I say things that may not be mainstream or might challenge some of your ideas. And I do it and it comes from a place of love and care because uh, I really wish somebody would have addressed these things when I was uh, younger or, you know, I wish I had someone that would give me some of this advice because it would have helped me back then. Um, so I'm not afraid to say those things and share that data with you guys. Share the things that I found over the years that helped me cope with these times. Mental health is a real deal. It is a thing. And I have lost far too many of my friends to suicide. And uh, just so you know, you're not alone. And it's okay to think these things and feel this way, but there are coping mechanisms. So anyways, I appreciate you guys for being a part of the Work For It family. This year has been a record smashing year for work for it and for housemade. And it's all because of you guys, you have changed my life. You have made my life better. And I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening, sharing, and being a part of the, of my journey on this big blue and green ball flying through dark, cold space. couple of announcements. One of which is I was on the Working Hands podcast, so make sure you go out and listen to that. I was also on the Weld.com podcast, so make sure you go listen to that. And also, I was on Jeff Fader's podcast, Full Blast. Make sure you go listen to that. That was my holiday circuit. If you're interested in hearing my smooth, buttery voice talking about all kinds of beautiful processes and things, you can get your Brian House fix, Weld.com. Full Blast Podcast and Working Hands Podcast. Also, Hatch Made It. 
the workshop therapy. That was another one I did this year. So anyway, guys, I truly appreciate all the love and support that you have given me throughout this year and the previous years. And let's make 19, oh, 19, 2024 the best year we can make it because that's coming up soon too. I just think now is the time we need to work for it. It's given me purpose. It's given me everything that I need. When I know that I've got somewhere to be, something to do, keeping my hands busy. You know that old saying, idle hands are the devil's workshop. Today's the day. You get up out of that chair and you go and you work for it. Hit it, Brian. Let's go. Work for it. Business in the workshop. Bring in that value. Brian and Pickle, how the hell are you guys? What's up, guys? <laughs> I'm good. I love the fact that that was an eight-minute preamble for the show. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and, I, and we screwed up the first one because we had to re-record it because we did something wrong in the software. So, yeah. You did something wrong, bud. <laughs> hey, I'll take all the blame, baby. I'm the used to it. I'm used to it. Right. <laughs> and and let me just let me just say something. I did not notice that I did this wrong. And the the the, the least likely person in the group, pickle cutters, caught the mistake. <laughs> like, something's up. <laughs> Something's not but right. Yeah, here. I saw all these notifications popping up. I was like, I can't believe he's not seeing this and he's still recording. Like he's still at it. Like, but you probably had your end showing as recording. I don't know if you had that same notification. We I had, didn't get but, any. I didn't get any notifications. Yeah. So yeah, so we sorted it yeah. out. And I gotta say, I'm loving this new software that we're using to record this. Yes, so it's different. Soft. It's very soft. It's very wary, <laughs> and it's. I'll just kind of say the last episode, the audio had never sounded any better than the last episode. It all synced up and <clears throat> it didn't, it didn't feel like um, the show did not feel rushed. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Right. It, was, it feels more like a conversation and that we're having with each other, even though we're far, very far from each other. And the audio sounds like we're all in the same room, which right. I love. So gentlemen, it definitely flows good pickle. I know. Did you got? do you guys celebrate? I'm interested in this because I know you don't celebrate on the same day that we do Thanksgiving in Canada, but I know you're like dual citizenship and you lived in the States. Do you guys do anything around the same time that we do? We have ours in October and uh, <clears throat> it's nothing like the American Thanksgiving. Like, uh, like I, I don't want to, hurt anybody's feelings or anything, but Americans seem to like uh, amplify a lot of things, you know, like, like a, a Christmas parade could cost millions and millions and millions of dollars, you know, <laughs> to whereas our Christmas parade here is a, a flatbed truck from the local towing company with a Santa Claus on it, you know. They improved they've improved over the years but you know it's nothing special but anyways uh yeah it's uh ours is in october and uh we don't really like we don't even sit down as a family or nothing and have like thanksgiving dinner we used to do it when i was younger and my grandmother and my grandfather were still living in the states and uh we'd have all these like family gatherings for 
all these holidays. But once my grandparents passed away, that kind of stopped for us, I guess. Hmm. I don't know, we don't, so do uh, you guys still do you guys still celebrate Black Friday then? Is it is that still a yeah, thing in the, Canada? Yeah, and, th- and that's another thing. Like, why are we celebrating Black Friday? Like, they have all these Black Friday sales all over Canada, and it's like, why? Like, we're not even celebrating Thanksgiving, and this is like Black Friday is like an after Thanksgiving thing, and like oh. we just have it. It's a corporate thing, so that's you know, let's let's not get into that. Don't get me going, Cone. <laughs> I find it I find it super interesting too that um things are changing, you know, in regards to like the whole Black Friday thing. I I saw a few reels on TikTok and on Instagram where people were wandering through like a Best Buy or a Walmart on Black Friday yep. and they were doing like a stark contrast between like the previous years and now. And because of online retailing you know, people just aren't going and beating down the door anymore to these stores. No, exactly. Which I love. I just think it's great. Yep. I, it's I, funny. I think it's fantastic. My favorite thing is the ones that I've seen is where they have their big sale, you know, a hundred dollars off, marked down to two ninety nine, and then you lift up that thing, and the regular price is actually two ninety nine. I saw that too. Yeah, like, there are so yeah, many I've seen things. quite a few of those. Yep. <clears throat> And like, especially when I worked for Target, you knew it was crazy because a week before Black Friday, everything would be marked up horrendously so that they could then mark it back down, maybe 20 bucks lower than what the normal price is. But say it's, you know, 120 bucks off. See, what I think is happening is that after 50 years, people finally woke up and realized that they're not really getting any savings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Black Friday has always just been about sales. It has nothing about making us save money. Like, people, even though the prices are better, you're just going to buy more stuff, you know? So you're still spending a lot of money for, for necess- not necessities, but, like, luxury items, you know? And um, <clears throat> I don't know, people, I always thought, thanks, I mean, Black Friday was a big, uh, it's like Boxing Day, too. It's like, what the fuck? Like, like there's no deals to be had. What is Boxing Day? I've never understood that. It's like the day after Christmas. You guys not celebrate it in the States? No. You guys don't? Oh, that's crazy. I didn't even realize that. It's uh, It used to be the day after Christmas, but now it's the second day after Christmas. It would be the 27th, but it's like a big sale on everything after Christmas. It's almost like your Black Friday, but after Christmas. But, like, but we have things- both. Yeah, what what is boxing like? Why is it called Boxing Day though? It's a big box day, I guess, where there's a lot of boxes left and they don't want to unbox them, so they box oh. them out. I, I don't I, know what it's about, like what the. It's probably like I said, it's probably just a big uh, another gimmick to make money corporate wise. It it totally uh, is a gimmick. I mean, Black Friday oh, yeah. is a gimmick. I mean, and I think what I love about this is that everybody's waking up now and they're all seeing that okay, the deals aren't that great, you know, and it's not worth it to go and try to, you know, wait in front of a store to get a, a, you know, an Xbox for cheaper or whatever, when you can just order it on Amazon. So I love that about this, that we're, we're getting over this. I feel like housemate, we did like some pretty great black Friday deals. We did a whole sale. We did 17 days in November and my favorite part is like the day after we turn the sale off, I get all these messages 
hey, you guys got any deals? Yeah. <laughs> you guys got anything that. going on? And I'm like, bro. I've seen a couple. Oh, my God, yeah. man. We're And no joke. There's no way you couldn't know because we, you know, they're all on these email lists and I'm making social content every day about it and stuff. No, and no, then, I'm getting it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like I I try to t- I, and I tell people like, look, if you want something, you know, hit me up and I'll see what I can do. Um, but we did really great. The The sale that we ran in November, we did 10% off all accessories and we did like hundreds of dollars off some of our kits. And it was like, I'm looking at the math and I'm going, some of these we're breaking even on, you know, our cost is this and we're not making any money. You know, we're like basically just mm-hmm. selling these things for cost. And then I realized, okay, that's cool. We hit our limit and we turned it off. We stopped the sale and then, of course, all these people are coming in and they want the backdoor deal. They want the sale price. And I'm like, I'm hesitant because, you know, I'm in business. I need to make a margin, you know, when I do these things. And then I'm seeing all these videos on Instagram about Walmart and Target and all these companies. Like you're saying, Brian, they're boosting their prices just so they can discount mm-hmm. them later. Yeah. And it's sick. And I'm like, man, it's all just corporate espionage bullshit. Like they're yep. just trying to trick people into spending money. So it becomes a, oh, yeah. it's a, it's a gimmick. You're right. And it's so a gimmick. Well, the public is finally like, catching on. Yeah, well, look at this here. Like I'll, I'll maybe wake up a few more people with this here because cone got me going. Okay. You got me cone. You made me look for it. Uh, the originating, uh, not the originating, but the earliest attestation of boxing day is from britain in 1743 1743 the day after christmas uh, traditionally on this day tradespeople, employees etc would receive presents or gratuities a christmas box from their customers our employers and then yeah and you know so it has nothing to do with what we're celebrating here on boxing day and then when it comes to why was Boxing Day created in Canada? Listen to this, and this is totally not it. Wealthy business owners would give their employees and staff Christmas leftovers and other presents. The food and gifts were usually wrapped up in a box, hence where the holiday's name originated from. In other histories, the holiday was meant to collect donations and distribute charity to the poor. Huh. Oh, wow. And now they're all about making money. <laughs> and not giving oh, it to geez. the poor. Like, uh, like, are they still doing that? Probably not. No. Because <laughs> we're all poor. Yeah, dude. It's see. That's like I'm. I am so against all these holidays, like Valentine's Day and all that. All like these money making holidays. Like they're not represented right at all. Like most people don't even know where the Valentine's Day story comes from. You know, and it's a pretty gruesome, dark story. It has nothing to do with love. <laughs> it has to do with death and blood. You know, it's like hello. But anyways, yeah. It, that's my take on all those holidays is I'm not into them at all. This is a total uh, side tangent, but now I need to know what the Valentine's origin is. Look it up. Look it up, Cone, because you're going to get me real good. You're going you're gonna to wind me right up. Because like I said, this is the kind of stuff that gets to me. It's like, fuck people. I'm, like, I'm winding you, man. I want to know. Tell yeah. me. Like, you don't save money by going out and spending money. You save money not. by staying home and not spending money. So I saved 100% on Black Friday by staying home and not buying anything. Uh, it makes no sense. Like, I was looking at all the deals on uh, Amazon just for ha-has and comparing them to, like, their their Amazon Day deals and all of that. And uh, these prices were very not different at all. Like, everything's just numbers they switch over. and it makes no sense. 
Did you do any sort of pickle? Did you do any sort of deals for Black Friday or did you just keep nope. things normal? I have no inventory to have any deals on. Like now, if I had, I, if I would, oh, go ahead. I did something. So when this or when this um, Instagram apocalypse went down, I totally just went gopher mode and stuck my head down for a while. Didn't really <laughs> post anything, whatever. And I, I got past it. I never got dinged with anything, whatever. Maybe it worked, maybe it didn't, whatever. So, you know, coming out of it, I started making some posts on Black Friday about Black Friday deals, which I did. And I marked things down, 50 bucks here, 75 bucks here. You know, everything was marked down in one way or another. And made a couple posts about it. Got about seven times more traffic on my website as normal. And then I only sold, I sold one knife and one pound of carbon fiber. So I don't know what the deal is with that because I feel like I did pretty decent deals. I just didn't, I got plenty of traffic, but no takers or just a few takers. So that's something I was wondering is like, how did people do, like, I know Brian did good with his Black Friday sale, but that's a different story than knives. You know, he's selling equipment and tools and all that. Everybody yeah. needs tools. But like, as of knives, I was wondering how other makers made out with this Black Friday sale. And is it even worth doing, you know, like, because I've I seen a lot that. of makers doing 25% off. Did you sell more knives? Like, I, I, the market I is hurting right now, I think. I think I think if you make things, Black Friday is not for you. Like you, you know, I get it no. that you want to discount your stuff and move some old inventory. If you have old inventory, then do that. You know, uh, on any day, it doesn't yeah. have to be Black Friday. If it's old inventory that's been sitting for a year, move it at any given day at a discounted price. Hundred percent. I I think Black Friday is for more for guys like me who have manufactured goods that are like you said tools and things that we can move. Um, and use it as a uh, as a, a like a vehicle to to get people to buy into our brand, you know. Just but yeah, if you're making custom one off knives, or if you're doing like you've made a bunch of knives, you got inventory. The only way I could see myself like discounting something I've made is if I've got stuff that just hasn't sold, and I mm. want to get rid of it, and then that way it can because. We we call it breaking the ice when we get a new customer. It's harder to gain a new customer than it is to keep an existing one. So mm -hmm. the goal is always to be, you know, I want to get people to buy into the house made brand. And, See, you know, you do that with your that knives, I'm, too. That's a situation that I'm at where I have 15 knives just sitting around. A um, couple of them from, you know, significant. I mean, probably three years ago, I made them and they've been sitting at my leather guy shop for all this time. Then it makes Brought sense. them in and I, I kind of rejuvenated them and made them a way better because I wasn't making the quality I'm making now three years ago. It's just the way it is. Um, but I have them up and I have a bunch of the knives that I made for the Frankenmuth show up and I... I just don't know. Like, do I do I keep them at that discount even though I wasn't getting any takers? I maybe my pricing's just off. <laughs> I would say bring them, keep them at the price you have at discount, and then if they're not moving, raffle them off one at a time. Drop little raffles here and there. I've had really bad luck with raffles lately. They are, they are, they are hard to fucking fill these days. I I must admit, like I'm even I myself like. 
with my raffles I, I launch around. Like, to be honest, it's been a while since I've done one, and there's a reason behind that. And I'm just a little annoyed with raffles lately. Like, they're they take up a lot of my time. And uh, I could be on like three lives per day, just trying to push a raffle. And technically it's always like the same three or four people that jump in on my lives on Facebook sometimes like during the day or, you know, most times in the evening I could get a different crowd in there, but still that crowd on one day is going to be the same crowd on the next day. Most times, because they're trying to see if that raffle filled, they already got a spot or not interested in the knife or whatever, you know? So you got to spice things up. Like I'm thinking about doing when I just, um, I did a drop on pre-orders for shirts, a new t-shirt design, and even that's being a little slow right now. So that t-shirt is a cool t-shirt design. Yeah, it is, but it's you know it's it's not filling up quick, you know. And I'm not really pushing it because I'm doing this throughout the rest of the year, like the pre-orders. So, like, I'm just gonna slowly push it in a little bit here and there. But what I'm thinking about doing to push it even harder is do a raffle with three prizes, and I'm gonna have a knife. I'm gonna have a $500 gift card to gift voucher to the books and I'm going to have a t-shirt. So yeah, so there's going to be three prizes, there's going to be so many spots at so much per spot. I got to figure that all out. So that that should be a little bit more interesting than just a, another knife raffle, you know. Mm, there's, interesting, there's interesting chances so you know you got to spice things up and move things around a bit just doing a raffle and be like hey this is a raffle uh look at uh there's uh one that's going on that's been going on for a while too is neil's for his wallet knife there thing set yeah. up that he's got going on like i don't understand why that's not moving he's posting about it and everything it's just it's not moving. There's there's something somewhere. I don't know what's going on. There's a, either a lack of interest or just not being pointed in the right direction. I I don't know. Neil Warren, um, Maximus knives. He's one of those guys that he has really, especially in the last couple knives that he's put out. Like that folder, that is top tier shit right there. There are so many cool things that he's is like he's did this the platinum line. And yeah. all of those look so freaking good. I'm surprised he's not getting more eyes. And it's well, just, I think it's one of those things because I don't see his stuff and I'm like one of his best buddies. See, what I think is happening is that so-called hammock that Brian spoke of and being in the belly of the hammock, uh, the bottom or whatever, uh, that is just one hell of a big hammock this year because I'm I'm... I'm not getting sales like I used to. I'm not getting orders like I used to. Yeah, me too. Uh, like, I am pushing to fucking get my shit out there and not have anything left on my bench at the end of the run. And I'm grinding to get it done. And it's part of the hustle. You know, you, you just got to do it. You can't drop the gloves midway and be like, well, it's not going to sell. I'll just let it sit. No, push through that sale. Get it out of there somehow, you know. But try so- not to discount them. You know, <laughs> wait a second. You're saying try not to discount, but you told me to discount. What's no, no, well, no. <laughs> you're you're talking about your knives from three years ago. If I'm gonna put it, I'm talking about if I finish a knife this afternoon and I put it up for sale for five hundred, it doesn't move. I ain't gonna put it for four fifty tomorrow. You know, I'm fucking with you, man. I'll yeah, I know you're fucking with me. We're good. We're good. It looks like this became the Brian Conan pickle show because oh, there he is. He unmuted himself. I'm back. I'm back. I You're back. Step You're away back. for a second. <laughs> calm down, everybody. So I kind of want I want to pick both of your guys' mind because Pickle, you just said that your this year is kind of a downturn in sales. I have noticed the exact same thing. 
Brian, are you seeing the same thing on your end? Or are you still no. hammering along? No, I crush yeah, my I numbers. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah he's crushing up. numbers, and he's coming out with new products too, and all yeah. that. So that so helps, he, you know. Yeah. So Mr. My, Pretty Boy over here. Yeah. No, but my strategy is this: is that it's my sales are up, not because I'm selling the same old things, and it's because I'm adding product. I'm adding value to my product catalog. And see, I think what's happening is the market's saturated on the knife market. So you're, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say some tough things, and you guys need to hear this. <laughs> and it's, Love it. I see a lot of the same fucking shit every fucking day on Instagram. I see guys hey, copying can- each other. I see them making the same knives over and over. I see them doing a poor job marketing themselves. I see them just holding a knife in front of a camera, hoping it'll sell, and then complaining about hey, no. how it didn't sell later. <laughs> oh, whoa, this whoa, is whoa. Hey, listen. Where's you, the mute you, button? Hey, Turn no, this no, guy no, no. off. Oh, no. Just, oh, I've got more. Ooh, yeah. Put on your big boy pants because this is where it's going to come. This is some hard Buckle talk. up, Cole. Yeah, buckle up. This is some hard talk. <laughs> hey, guys. It was nice being here. I think I need to go right there. Hey, you, you, can either, you can either accept the reality of this or, or, or you know, you can hear it later or whatever, but here, here's here's what I'm gonna say is that um, you're, and I'm not saying that you know you can't keep making knives the same way. What I'm saying is, look at guys like Darren over at Stormlight. You know, taking things, making different things with steels, branching out into other products where you're still using the skill sets that you've learned making knives, but you're being creative with it, making forks, making spoons or scoops or doing all these different things. You're adding value to your already existing customer base. And you, I know you guys are creative because you're doing this work. You're making these knives. And what if I told you you could make the same margin on a freaking coffee scoop as you could a knife and you're, but you're spending four times less of the time invested in making that product. You know, you go, and oh, material. that sounds pretty good. I, I think I could do that. And it's, it, this is a matter of people getting into a groove of doing something and then resting on their laurels. And I, and here's what I'll just say is that anytime you get it comfortable and complacent, your wallet is going to get thinner and thinner and thinner because you're not pushing yourself. It's just like, you know, with anything in life, if you just do the same thing over and over and over, it's probably gonna not result in growth. It's gonna result in either a, a flat line, you know, where you're just in one layer and you're not going anywhere, or you're even worse, you're gonna see a decline. And so, with Housemade, what we have been doing, if you haven't noticed, is that we have been branching out into all of these other areas, like the Rapid Quench, which is insane how many people have bought that. And I'm just like, holy shit. And I, I didn't realize, like, oh, my God, there's so many people out there that want this product mm-hmm. and they, they need something like this. And, and even if they have, not a what they need to get. And even if they have to have what they need to get the job done in a lesser manner way of a way, I guess, like, like I was quenching stainless yesterday. I did six 
six blades. All I have are two plates. They're, you know, I got to cool these plates off, keep everything cool. And I could use the rapid quench, you know. So you're, you're not just getting people that are like, oh, okay, I'm going to get into stainless. I need that. No, you got people that are already into stainless and other things and they need it because it's efficient. It's well thought out and it's just simply an amazing product, you know. It so is. of course it's going to move. Oh, totally. And it is selling. Um, I have been, so we're machining those in our shop and my CNC machine has not stopped making them since the day we released it. Like I had that pallet of aluminum. It's like almost completely done. Like it's almost completely gone. So, um, you know, things like that you need to branch out in. Look at Travis Haynes, you know, doing the mm-hmm. Pelican Pace thing. You know, he started off as a knife maker. He saw a problem in the market and he created Pelican Paste and he wanted to do it a little differently than everyone else that's selling wax and oils and tins. Um, And, uh, you know, so anyway, he's a sponsor of the show, by the way. Go to PelicanPaste.com, pick yourself up a tin of it. It's not like the standard uh, waxes and oils that are in tins. It's like a hard shell wax. You can put it on your knife handles. You can put it on pretty much anything and buff it to a shine. It's, it's guys like that that are going, Hey, I can see how I am going to take this skill set. If you're a knife maker, you have the broadest skill set of any maker in the world. You know, metal, you know, wood, you know, plastics, you know, epoxies, you have everything at your disposal. Crack open that brain of yours and start thinking about different ways to make money with those skills. You can do it and you can do it with all the tools you have in your workshop and the skill sets in your mind. But I see a lot of guys complaining about low, lower sales and stuff. And then I look at their feed and they're like, they post once a week and it's literally them holding a knife in front of a camera. Like that's it. Well, I'm sorry, but that's lazy. And that's what you're, you're going to get. It's, Garbage in, garbage out. That's the way it's going to be. And if you don't want to push yourself beyond that, then you're going to have a problem. You're going to definitely be uh, looking at lower sales and you're going to definitely be looking at, you know, trying to find other ways of making money. See, the difference is, is I know what it feels like to be uncomfortable and I know what it feels like to be poor. And guess what? I never, ever fucking want to go back to that. So when I see these guys complaining about that, I think, you know what? They've not eaten rice and beans and ramen <laughs> for five Mr. fucking Noodles. straight years. Yeah. They've never they've never lived in a house where they had to open the oven and fire it to keep themselves warm. They've never known hmm. what it's like to have to glue your shoes together because they're falling apart and you can't afford a new pair of shoes. They don't know what it's like to ride on the bus everywhere you go and how inconvenient that is. But guess what? I do. I know what it feels like to be hungry and I know what it feels like to be poor and I'm never going to fucking go back to that. So if you hear my words right now and you start complaining about how the free platform of Instagram is not helping you with their algorithm, you can go fuck yourself. And here's the reason, because it's a free platform that gives everything you need is in the palm of your hand. You have a high definition 4K camera on your phone. You can shoot whatever it is that you're doing. You can go around for free and get in front of a million people if you want to today. So the complaining 
that I hear and see from a bunch of people makes me think you're the entitled ones. Makes me think that you're the ones that are going, I can't do it. Even though I have all the tools and skill sets that I need right in front of me, I'm not willing to take a risk and go out and do it and grab it. And that's because you don't know what it's like to do, to understand what that feels like to be truly hungry, broke, and poor. And I hope you never do. I really don't, I don't want that for people. But I kind of also think it helps shape me into who I am today so that I can, I go to work 12 hours a day and I'm way ahead, by the way. I don't need to do that 12 hour day. I don't need to take all the risk. I don't need to make content all the time. I don't have to do it. But something inside of me says I do because I know tomorrow it could all be gone. It could disappear on me tomorrow. And I sure as hope, you know, and you can call this a scarcity complex. You can think I'm obsessed. You can think I'm crazy. And I'm 100% okay with that because I grew up in the greatest country known to man in the time where I am privileged to be who I am. I have been given all of the rungs on the ladder. And if I don't use those rungs and I don't climb that ladder every single day, even though that ladder is endless, my work was never done until my hands will not hold that hammer or push whatever it is I'm doing, then I am a failure in my own mind. And I know that for real, like I have to do this work. I know what it feels like. And you might be in a different phase of your life. You might be a lot younger than me and you might have a lot of years ahead of you where you think you have time. And I'm telling you right now, you don't. The time is now. The time is today. If you get out there and you crush it a little bit every single day and push yourself a little further every single day, in five years, you're going to be way beyond me because I didn't, I didn't do it when I was in my 20s. I was too busy surviving. You have advantages now that you will hopefully take advantage of that I never did. And I got to tell you right now, the complaining on Instagram, it's got to stop. You guys got to get out there and make this content. I get it. People want to be funny and make funny content about the algorithm crushing their content. Okay, get it. I get it. But now what are you going to do about it? Okay, make more content. See if it gets flagged. Go out and do that. And keep pushing forward every single day. And if you're in, just in case you're not hungry, right? Just in case you've never known what it feels like to be hungry or poor or cold. Maybe you should, maybe you should understand what that feels like. Even for one day, just go without eating for one day and then go, you know what? I never want to feel that feeling again. And that should motivate you and go out and push. Because if you hear my words and you take, if you have a problem with what I'm saying, uh, then that is on you because we are here to find our true purpose. And that's what this podcast is about, is, is pushing people to go out and do things that they're not comfortable with so that they can be extraordinary. You can be uncommon in a world of commoners. And it only takes one thing, and that is working for it. 
You don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. You just got to outwork every other one of those motherfuckers. You'll never be hungry again. You'll have money in your wallet and you'll go out and you'll do the best you can do. Because every night when your head hits that pillow, you're going to know that you did your best that day. And you crushed it and you did the best for yourself and for your family and for your friends. And there's going to be a bunch of people around you that go, you don't have to do that. Come out to the bar. Come hang out with us. You know what? While you were sleeping, I was working. While you were partying, I was working. Yep. And here's the benefit. The benefit is that I get to wake up every single day and be better than I was yesterday. I'm not fighting against you. I'm not competing against you. I am not competing against anyone but myself. I want to be better. Brian House is better today than he was yesterday. Hmm. If I can do that, then I've won. I've won the race against Brian House. That's it. And you know what's crazy sometimes? Is all those hardships that you spoke of, hungry, cold, and all that broke. Uh, sometimes those things are self-inflicted hardships. Like people bring that shit onto themselves. Like I've, I've been there. You know, I've done that to myself. I when I was younger, I I ate fucking ramen and peas with butter and pepper, and just so I could have drugs and alcohol in my fridge. You know what I'm saying? I had no food in the shelves or in the fridge, but I had booze and I had drugs <laughs> and winters were long and cold. And I had that stove, the oven open to heat the apartment and everything too, you know? So like when you brought that all up, like you, you hit the nail on the head for me. But like I said, a lot of it was self-inflicted on my end. And <clears throat> that's a mentality change that I did that took a long time before I realized I was wrong with what I, how I was and who I was. And uh, I was 35 years old before I turned all that shit around. You know, the drugs were done and over. Yeah, the the drugs and all that shit was done and over with. Uh, But like the the, the purpose part of it, like you were saying, I didn't figure that shit out till I was like 35, 36. And now most people don't. They don't ever figure it out. I see people turning 50 and just now clicking be like, oh, I'm here to heal. I need to be better. I need to be, it's like, okay, hello. But you know, it's not everybody that sees it. Not everybody gets out of it. It's not everybody that's fortunate enough to have, you know, either support from other people or just have that awakening in their life. You know, some people never make it off the streets, you know, and, and that, that's, that's a lot of it has to do with addictions and stuff like that. And other reasons too, obviously, but you know, like it's the same with anything. I, I could have brought myself right to the streets, but when I saw myself at that point, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, at one point I was told I was going to be an uncle for the first time. That's when I cleaned up. You know, that was in 2005. I was like, whoa, okay. I don't want to be the fucked up uncle pickle. Like I don't want to be the fuck up and I don't want him looking down at me. I would rather have my nephew look up to me, you know? So that kind of was like my awakening there, but I still wasn't done. The journey's still not done and we're always going to, evolve into better but it all starts within you it it's never it's a, a journey that never ends no and it's uh it's a lifestyle and so you know and sometimes you know i get it when you hear the words that i'm saying it sounds dramatic and it sounds over the top but the reality of it is is you've got to get to the core of why you do certain things or feel certain ways 
once you get past that and you go, all right, I'm going to pocket my ego for a minute and I'm going to see myself for who I really am. I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm going to see somebody who, uh, who procrastinates. And, and honestly, man, I look at myself in the mirror and I, Sarah and I had this conversation yesterday because I was telling her I was feeling a little burned out because I've been working so much, been trying to push really hard because I have some goals that are very lofty very lofty goals that will not get accomplished unless I am at the tip top of my game. And I started feeling that. And I started feeling like physically like tired and, you know, mentally drained. And she says, well, maybe you need to slow down a little and all this. And I said, no way. Here's the thing. Even on my hardest day of my work, when I go to work and I'm working the hardest I'm only given 70%. I know it. I have another 30% in the tank. And I got to get find that 30%. I got to dig deep and find it. Now, when I do find it, and when I do push through, I'm even more exhausted, but I'm energized by the fact that I pushed through and I, and I made it through it. So now is the time that I, I see myself and I go, you know what? I do have a sense of urgency. I need to keep pushing and it won't be my success will not be really truly known by anyone except for me. You know, people look at me and go, oh, you know, you've got this, all these things and great workshop and your success is pal- palpable. You can see it. I can, you know, yes, of course you can see my success, but I don't care about that. I don't care that you can see my success. I care about that I'm beating myself every day, that I'm doing better for myself every day. And the true challenge, like you said, Pickle, is within yourself. You were sacrificing other things, creature comforts, for your to feed your addictions. And you now know this, and you look back and you go, man, that sucked. I really Mm -hmm. wish I didn't do that with myself. But But I had to learn. You dug out. You dug out. You got out of it. You realized, okay, I need to change, and you did it. That is success in my head. Anyway, I've got all my rant now. You can get all the help you want, but if you're not willing to help yourself, it's not going to work. So you have to be willing to push through. Brian's been awful quiet over there. I'm just, I'm (laughs) waiting for him to fire off. He's got something to say. I can just feel it. So um, how was you know, how were your struggles, Brian? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's well, like, to be honest, son of a you bitch. know, <laughs> to be honest, there there has been a little bit where you know I've been down on myself mentally because the sales aren't coming and because you know things aren't as peachy as it has been in the past, and it's coming at a time where we're in this new house and where you know everything is you know, more expensive than it was a year ago, and there's less money coming in. So, you know, I have had to, you know, kind of hunker down a little bit. And like you said, lose some of those creature comforts. And I mean, it's just part of part of the struggle. There are up times and there are down times. And this is the low, you know, hopefully this is the low mark and it's all up from here. Um, I am definitely thinking really hard about you know, what Brian is saying where, you know, you have to branch out outside of just knives, you know, with the max grip that has been pretty successful with the carbon fiber that has been pretty successful. It's time to, you know, 
put more energy into those things and maybe find a couple others that are more profitable for less, you know, hands-on time because knives, if you really, if you really get down to it, it's, it's a good business, but it's not going to be something that you're going to, unless you become a Morocco Mamasi or a Dennis Tyrell or somebody that is, the super high end that everybody wants and you know the the market is just hot for those people but they'll still you know? have their days too though they'll have their moments yeah, course, where they're course. not selling and they're not you know like it's it's a it's it's a hard fucking ball game to play to be honest like i'm i'm just realizing this now like all the hardship from the sales and all that shit like it's not as peachy like you said as it was last year and it's like yeah. fuck i got to change like instead of getting down from it and all that i try to take that that bad energy and metaphorize it into new, like new good energy and figure things out positively and instead of getting in that slump and staying there for a day or two you know cuz that yeah. slump's not a good yeah. place to be i i hear well, what you're saying what Brian, I am- about attributing your um your self-worth to your sales numbers i know what that feels like i do Mm -hmm. the same thing and then i start thinking okay okay this product isn't selling as well and what what can we change up what can we make new or how can we show people how to use it differently it forces me to be like when i start feeling down on myself because of like a low sales week or month or whatever because we've had a bunch of those too I start thinking, okay, I usually take about a day and I pout and I get angry (laughs) and then I go, all right, no one's coming to help me. (laughs) I got to fucking do this on my own. And I, nobody's going to, this is the worst. Yeah. There's no one here to save me and I need to do it myself. So let's, let's figure out how to do that. And, um, honestly, man, you know, the, 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 the way I see it is, that I'm, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, whether you sell cars, knives, or freaking fireworks, there's ups and there's downs. And it's just, how are you going to handle those ups and downs? And how are you going to pivot? Imagine working for an elevator company. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the ups and downs, baby. Ups and downs. Eh? <laughs> Ever work for Otis Elevators? <laughs> oh. Oh my god! <laughs> you got to turn everything so, into funny at some switching point. Switching gears, yeah. right? Switching gears for a second. So I just got the even heat into the shop, and I am super excited. I've done a couple high carbon knives. I'm looking at doing stainless knives, and I know pickle. You have you have used the paint. You have used the tin foil, or not the tin foil, but the stainless steel foil pouches. Yeah, and Which I haven't used. You go for. I haven't used the paint. Oh, you haven't? No, I, I used thought, the. I a- thought I saw something mm. that you got it. I used ATP six forty one, which is an anti scaling compound. It's like a refractory compound. It's liquidy, mm. water based. You lay it out on your blade and you let it dry, and then that protects it from all the oxidizations and all that stuff in the oxygen, mm. whatever. But um, as of process wise and prepping, I prefer the stainless steel foil. As of uh, uh, budget. I prefer the ATP. <laughs> you get more mm. for your money and it's a lot less money. The foil is expensive. So, you know, it has its if ups and you downs. Were, if you were to mm. purchase them, where would you find them at? You'd find that at Maritime Knife Supply. 
you could definitely find both of those there as well as many other things that you would need to make a knife you know you could get your stainless steel uh stainless steel metal there your steel obviously you could get all kinds of stuff including damascus steel as well too so you're getting kilns you're getting foil and you're getting steel from lawrence you might as well get handle material pins and all that other stuff too even cases for your fine finished pieces you know you could get nice fluffy cases for those but uh pretty much anything you need lawrence has it for sure at maritime knife supply and you can also get baker forge steel if you're in canada and you want uh a special piece of steel from baker forge hmm. you can order it from lawrence on maritime knife or their gator piss too and gator piss as well i just got a fresh jug of that in the mail hmm. the other day from baker yep. forge and if you're looking for some of the best steel in the market, the most beautiful, unique pieces of steel, you will quickly see these warlocks, these masters of steel manipulation. Wait, that's Jared Weaver. <laughs> Baker Ford. <laughs> but, all right. So hold on a second, because I know Baker's doing a sale. Let me just look to see if they're yeah. still doing it. Yeah, they, right. they had their sale going on. Like I had looked into jumping on the Black Friday sale for some um, for the Gator Piss. I was going to have it shipped to my ounce. And then with the WFI 10 for the 10% off, plus their Black Friday would cost me more to have it shipped to my ounce house before crossing it on at the border and paying those extra fees then ordering it directly from Lawrence. Oh. So, yeah, like even with the 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 promo code and their Black Friday sale, it was like $89. And after that, that's Canadian, 89 Canadian. And I Not still really money. Yeah, and I hadn't crossed the border with it yet, so that was like another $15 on top of that. So, it was like $100 almost for a fucking jug if not more. And getting it through Lawrence was $80 plus tax and shipping, you know, and it was a little bit cheaper, but still no hassle of crossing the border and all that. So thankfully, we are able to get all that through Maritime Knife Supply. Like, he hooks us up with all that good stuff, too. So That is good stuff, yeah. Yep. They've got uh, Riptide Ripple Elite Copper My Chevron Copper My Raindrop Elite. If you go to their website, bakerforge.com, you will see all the different patterns that they have. And then also you'll see on some of their social media, if you go to YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook, you'll be able to see all the new tooling that they're putting into the workshop. Hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gear that Dude. allows them to create this, these amazing pieces of steel that if you are a knife maker and you're interested in doing that, uh, no need to invest all that money in that equipment. You can go out and just buy a piece of the steel. It's relatively uh, affordable in my opinion. It's very affordable. Oh, uh, for what you you're going to fold it over with, you know, make a knife out of their steel, you're going to get your money's worth, you know? You're going to so, get, yeah. you probably 10x the cost. I oh, think. yeah, definitely. Yeah. You so, could take a $300 uh, and, piece of steel and make it a $3,000 knife, no problem. Oh, yeah. And that happens on the daily. So people yep. do this all the time. And you could use WFI 10 to get 10% off of that order. So uh, make sure you go to bakerforge.com, maritime knife supply.com, or pelicanpaste.com to support all three of the sponsors that uh, keep this show commercial free, along with the patronage of everyone over at the Work For It section of Patreon. That said, we have uh, 
Pickle, do you have a dad joke? Because I'm I'm not I don't have one right here. <laughs> All right, give give me a second. Uh, All right, and, and while you're while you're doing finding a dad joke, I'm gonna read a question. If you want to ask a question that we will answer in the after show, you can do so in the back end of Patreon. You got to send me a message there. I know that a lot of guys try to DM me questions or they'll DM the Work for It podcast Instagram page which no one checks those messages. So um, <laughs> make sure that you use patreon.com forward slash work for it. And if you're a patron, you can send us a direct message in the back end there. And Mr. Austin Saunders of high caliber craftsman has a very good question. I kind of jumped ahead a couple because his questioning is time sensitive. And that is how do you prioritize your workflow during the Christmas busy season? Like how do you ship oh, orders? Man. How do you create, create content? How do you keep making, how do you keep producing? How do you eat tacos? How do you find all your dad jokes? All those things. Uh, how do you prioritize that during Christmas? And how does that differ during the holidays than it does during the rest of the year? So, and I've got a good, I've got a good answer for that. So. Sweet. What's that dad joke pickle? Where do lizards go to fix their fallen tails? Where? The retail shop. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's the a retail store. Do you know where ghosts go shopping? Where? The boutique. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the oh that's sheep. enough. <laughs> boo hoo hoo. <laughs> boo, boutique boobies. I get like I get all these I get all these uh, dad jokes in my inbox on Instagram. So here's let's see here. Uh, okay, this is a funny one. This one's from Jeff Carey. Uh, I bought my mom a refrigerator for her birthday. I know it's not the greatest gift, but you should have seen her face light up when she opened it. Oh, yeah. I, I missed that one. No, I didn't. So, so you know how there's a light on the inside of the refrigerator? Oh, it's okay. The- <laughs> her face lit up because of the light. Okay, no. Now I get it. I got it. It goes a little too stoned. It went, no. No, no I'm no, not no. enough stoned. It went over my head. Yeah. It went over my head the first time I read it. And then he had to like make mention. Cause I thought for, I for real thought he bought his mother a refrigerator for her birthday. I thought it was like the real deal, but, <laughs> and he's like, didn't you didn't get the dad joke? Like what the hell? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm not, not sure. That smart. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you call a, what do you call a well-balanced horse? What, what? do you call it? Stable. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, listen, hey, we appreciate you guys for listening to the Work For It podcast. And if you support the show on Patreon, and th- that just means the world to us because we're able to continue making this content and we pay for the software and all the microphones and everything. And then uh, keeps the show commercial free. We don't air any commercials. So we just do our... Um, we just do our ad reads, you know, which is all very relevant stuff. Uh, and I appreciate the fact that uh, you guys get a chance to also communicate with us on a daily basis. The podcast has become very powerful in this community. I don't I never would have thought that there would be this many people listening to the podcast. 
we are now consistently in the top 200 of all podcasts downloaded in the hobbies category. So if that makes any sense, which is huge, it's insane. Like how many people download the show on day one and how many over the course of time people like listen to the show. Um, when I look at the analytics, I'm blown away by that. And, um, I appreciate you guys so much. So thanks. So thanks again for making our, our work successful. And it's all because of you guys. So on to the after show. Let's do it, baby. Peace out. Work for it. 